First things first. <laughs> There's a little tic tac that comes out. That's their soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! That was being... so funny though. <laughs> it was so accurate. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. If it's your soul, I don't know. They made it look like so tiny. A soul should be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> should be more guess, like. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Your soul's on a tic tac. That was so funny yeah. though, because we were just watching, and then all of a sudden, his soul pops out of his mouth right there. I don't know if that was a soul. I feel like that was a soul. Maybe they're like finally going in for the final kiss. Yeah, and it was like yeah. slowly coming out, and then they it's were like waiting. the most dramatic moment in the movie. And Jen's like, "Oh, it's like a little tic tac." <laughs> <laughs> his soul is a tic tac. <laughs> That was so good. Yeah, it should have been a little different, I think. <laughs> a little more of a substantial soul, not just I know what tic tac bite size. <laughs> How mm. big is a soul? It's bigger than that. <laughs> that I know. Like tennis ball size, cantaloupe is the size of your person. No, your I body. just feel like it should be like this whole like long cloud wow. of light coming out that's like Whoa. your entire body not just a little tic tac <laughs> size interesting hmm. maybe uh he doesn't have a lot of soul left or something like that so it's oh. only a little tic tac because he got eaten by the dementors <laughs> maybe you're right <laughs> that was all that was left yeah it took everything else <laughs> uh how'd you guys like this movie I thought it was really good. Yeah. I There's liked some it a lot. parts that bothered me a lot. Ooh. And we will talk about this. <laughs> but I love the, the hippogriff. They did a really great job yes. with the yeah. cinematography. I don't Visuals know the were right great. Word. Yeah. Graphic, yeah. Uh, impressive stuff. Hogwarts looked even better than the last movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The budget was bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which made the they landscape bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they had like all new sets and stuff. They probably filmed in cool new. Castles. A whomping willow is further than you would have liked, right, Danny? Yeah, that was one of the things. <laughs> but to balance out that I didn't like how far it was from the castle, maybe it was, again, uh, more cinematography, I like that they kept going back to the whomping willow to signify the changing of the seasons. Great that passage of time. That's true. Yep. So doing things like that, showing the passage of time, um, I thought it was really good. I think I was afraid early on that every movie was going to feel similar because we were going to do the same things. It, here comes the Christmas thing. And mm -hmm. here comes this holiday. And That's true. Halloween we're always going to celebrate. And it, I think I just had the idea that it was going to feel similar. But this movie felt completely different um, than other movies, which was great. We're going to talk about all that and more on this podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter <laughs> and the First Time Readers. And we're eating dinner. <laughs> As always, rate and review this podcast. Five stars anywhere you listen to podcasts. That would be great. It would help the podcast out a ton. Also, join our subreddit, r slash first-time readers. We're going through all things the books. You can actually help this podcast. Um, you can ask any questions that you want us to talk about. You can help us um, build this podcast to be even better than it already is. And then also, our music is by Jacob Petrus, and our design is by Zachary Rupert. Thank you so much for listening to the movie version of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Also, go on our subreddit because we're talking about the rankings of the movies right now, and it would be kind of fun to get uh, a lot of people's opinions on what they would rank different movies. So throw over there your thoughts on Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, if it's the best one, if it's the worst one, if you like it a lot, if you don't like it, 
We're talking about that on our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Enjoy the podcast. It was a fun-filled day of Harry Potter yeah. all day. Yeah. Watch it in the afternoon or recording Actually, it right away, which we usually don't. We usually get a little stew time for yeah. the movies, but I kind of like this a little more fresh. Yeah. I told uh, some people on the subreddit that we're recording at this moment because they were talking about some of the movie changes. I asked That's people amazing. on our subreddit to give me your rankings of their favorite movies, like best Ooh. to worst. Ooh. Have you gotten responses on that yet? Yeah, I've gotten a few. Nice. I can't tell you that until the oh, last. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. That's fair. <laughs> I can't spoil even like an ounce of what people think in this. I just want yes. your guys' pure, unadulterated, that I can unfiltered know, opinion. <laughs> yeah. you push me on All Reddit. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kristen's on subreddit now too, so <laughs> join. It's so much fun. Um, we are talking all things the first five chapters of um, Goblet of Fire now. Oh, so the subreddit is now just so like the subreddit a week is caught up. Us mm-hmm. and so, we're about to start reading it. Yeah, but you're already getting the discussion going. So when we record mm-hmm. next week, so we'll I have, have like more listener oh, love. So, awesome. so it's going to be both three days. Yeah, I know it's two be days. <laughs> we're going to try to record on Wednesday. Today is Sunday. We're going to try to record on five Wednesday. Five chapters by five Wednesday. Five chapters. We'll Jen, see if we can get it done. This is the you've been asking for. True, but it's good for listeners too. If you want to like be involved in the podcast you can read five chapters ahead and contribute to like what we're reading currently present day and if you just want to like be a innocent bystander and listen to it and enjoy it you can kind of listen mm. to the podcast and then read the next chapters or li- read the chapters and listen like doesn't even have to be involved in it there's good options for you to yeah. listen to it so it's kind of fun well i was gonna say before we even do this movie podcast there's the one point that I was telling you guys before that I just wanted to save till the podcast. On the Marauders map, they put Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander is the author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. There is just one fan theory. People were asking why he's there at the castle. There's one fan theory that I really like. He is a magizoologist. So he studies magical animals. He wrote the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, obviously. So he's very good at this kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. What animal did they kill in the second movie? A basilisk? A basilisk. Basilisk. Basilisk, (laughs) which is very, very rare. So people think possibly he was on campus to study it for a little bit. And then he kind of just left, which I really love. I think that's a great little idea. Hmm. What? Why would he? Mm. (laughs) You don't know. I mean, how often are you coming in contact with a basilisk? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, why would they even keep it alive in the. Well, it's not. It's dead. He's studying the dead basilisk. Right, right. Like. Uh, Dumbledore's like, quick, send an owl yeah. out. Bring Newt over oh, here. He's okay. writing volume yeah. two I thought right you're now. Saying, before you know, it decays. Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay, that's different. I thought you guys were saying he was studying it while he was alive. And like, why would he keep the... Sounds too there? risky. Mm. Exactly. Not at a safe place like Hogwarts. <laughs> All right, so let's go through the entire movie from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to try we to go. speed through some of this. There's a lot here. Um, so... The the start of the movie. How did you like the pacing of the start of the movie? Like with not, it just jumps straight to Aunt Marge, just jumps to her getting blown up first five minutes. I think that's going to be the great debate of all these movies, like pacing, because it's always going to be an issue that people who like the book pacing are going to think the movie is paced too quickly. Yeah. If you are doing a marathon of these movies, all of them back to back, the pacing is probably great. You yeah. don't need a reintroduction. But for all the people who are watching it the first time in theaters, you know, they haven't seen the movies in a while. Uh, It's been a year or two since the last one came out. 
probably would have felt a little quick. It felt like that for me. Like the book is nice. You're kind of readjusting. Um, she reintroduces the world, but we didn't have a lot of time for that. They skipped over the owl post chapter. Mm -hmm. So Harry didn't get updates on his friends. It was all in like 40 seconds. Yeah. We went from the movie started to Marge's gigantic. It, it felt too quick. Yeah. I didn't mind it. It's a movie, but, uh, slowing it down would have been good this could have been three movies yeah <laughs> i don't think the movies are i don't think the books are suited for movie form i think they're suited for tv show form yeah like a long give me like a chapter every single episode or an episode yes. every single chapter oh. and i'm so sad i'm so content well there's so, so much i know there's no way you can fit it in yes. like a two and a half hour especially movie. in the next few books there is so much in each chapter it's right. unbelievable i'm also wondering um how much involvement did jk rowling have in the movies so is Newt canon? Yeah. Okay. So him being on that map, she was yes. like stamp of approval. That's all canon now. Yeah. Okay. I would say, I would say. Oh, it's weird. The movies have a weird version of things being canon versus non-canon. There are some things yeah, in the movies do that I don't changes. think are. Yeah. But yeah, she yeah. was heavily involved in the movies, making of the movies. But they, she did leave it to each director to kind of yeah. use their spin. And this is, um, we'll talk about like ranking the three movies that we've seen after, but, uh, this is a lot of people's favorite because it gets serious in this film. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> serious. Every time. I know. Love Can't that escape pun. that pun. Um, one thing I did like in the beginning, and I don't know how I feel about this that much. I don't know how well Radcliffe, I don't think he's a great Harry Potter, to be honest, but I think he portrays one thing at least decently well, which is Harry's anger. Um, there's a one moment where he's speaking ill, where Marge is speaking ill of oh, yep, Harry's mom and dad, and Harry freaks out. And I think that was actually a really good depiction of his anger for a second. I don't think it's a, like a perfect depiction. I think in the books, you see Harry's anger being a little less reactionary, a little less nuts, but I think it's still a pretty decent depiction of it. How yeah. do you guys like Marge? She was perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Disgusting yep. and rude. And annoying <laughs> yeah i love when she blew up it was great <laughs> like the way they did it like each hand and yeah. then her neck and it was slow and then she flew out of the house that was even better i know <laughs> and then harry's Bounced walking out. on the sidewalk and all of a sudden you see her yeah. <laughs> yelling, it was good i literally i don't think i ever picked up on that yeah it's so good it close enough <laughs> all the times i've watched it yeah, well, we're dissecting everything now, so <laughs> I'm learning. How did you guys, what do you guys think of the, the visual effects in this movie versus the other movies? It's getting better, I think. Yeah. Whether for budget or technology yeah. or some combination, shooting on location, at least partly on location, yeah. much better. Yeah, we like were the all. The hippogriff looked really cool. I feel yeah. like the. Yeah. You the, the werewolf. Animals. The only thing I didn't like was scabbers. I feel like it was just like a like a stuffed animal rat yeah. instead of yeah. like a better because the hippogriff looked great yeah and so did the cat oh it was a real cat though why couldn't they use a real <laughs> it rat just like a yeah. real cat i feel like maybe there was some practical thing about rats just not working take after take carrying a rat around if we weren't paying attention know, to scabbers <laughs> it might have blended perfectly yeah but i was like yeah. does he have all his fingers you know like i'm like staring right at him and when you called it out then it was so obvious i think even i would have <laughs> missed it if you didn't say it um Whoops. But you're right. He looked like a stuffed animal. Yeah. It was pretty bad. And it is. I will give it to them. It's very difficult to do CGI of 
animals and creatures in people's like interacting with people's people oh, yeah buckbeak did it a little bit but that's a little easier to green screen than like ron holding a rat and like nuzzling him in his little area mm. yep. i think that would have been a pretty difficult cgi or a better robot i, I don't know, I know. Like, anything Seriously, they I have know. a budget now i'm sure yeah. three movies in yeah they definitely had the budget yeah. Just, maybe scabbers that was, was an thing. I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> or maybe they tried it with cgi and they're like this isn't working quick throw a prosthetic together honestly yeah We'll have to watch all the behind the scenes. When but it's done. not like he was just a prop. Like he's a he major, was a major character. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was yeah, like, true. Eh. we were all dying laughing with Marge. That was a really funny part. The comedic relief in this movie, I thought was really good, too. Yeah. But right after that, he. How did you guys like how Harry found out about Sirius Black? Where he found out on the night bus rather than on the news. And then I didn't mind it. Yeah. It feels like I know the movie has to change a few things to keep it simple. And taking muggles out of the equation, I didn't mind. Yeah. And it felt like it just kind of skipped over the whole thing where Uncle Vern is hearing about it and like getting dramatic. I, yeah, I didn't mind it. Although the night bus was weird. Yep. The I thought the nice the night bus was really like coolly coolly yeah. coolly. Coolio. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It actually. <laughs> you guys are zinging some Cooley. inside jokes around here. Yeah, I'm sorry. And it I was like, it's yeah. fitting. I said coolie. That's fitting? In Spanish. Yes, because everything goes back to the butt. He saw a butt. He oh, cool. butt. Ah, <laughs> okay. Stuff. I gotcha. I thought you meant some podcast inside joke. I'm no. like, where did we talk yeah. about no. Kristen and I, I are the same ah, level. Okay, cool, cool. Get on my level. Come you got to follow yes, wordlessly. Of course, of course. Well, I wasn't. Tr- yeah. I didn't want it. I, that's I'm what. trying to dictate it for the first time listeners. <laughs> I like, want to know this. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How'd you guys like the Crookshanks intro? No, terrible. Oh, no. Wait, the bus was really cool. I love that they made yeah. it like shrink, like yeah. skinny to go between the two. I love that it was chaotic and crazy. The bus mm. driver was like blind. The little head that's uh, like yeah. hanging um, dashboard. What are those things called? The hang on the mirror in the car. What are those things like called? Little voodoo heads. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, like shrunken like, heads. Like something well, yes. on your dashboard? Yeah, like they hang like a little ornament yeah, like, that is hangs. Is there a name for that? Like people there get was. the, the <laughs> dice. So their car. Oh, whatever. No, no, no. Anyway, I thought Air that freshers. was funny. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, Dashboard confessional. And then it was Obviously just like crazy as if like they're just <laughs> avoiding like avoiding all the car, the muggle cars. I was like, oh, that's so cool that everything's just like shifting, moving craziness. But somehow they're all fine. <laughs> Bus. Yeah. And the book, it was it, it, they did a good depiction of it for the movies versus the book and the books. Things were like jumping out of the way of the bus. Um, and this, it was like the bus was just in weaving in and out of things. Yeah, no one could see it, which I kind of liked. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't mind that difference so much. Yep, it seemed a little more realistic. I think. I just feel like they made um, Ern or one of those guys too creepy. Yeah, it like yeah. it felt like he was not on Harry's side. Wait. Yeah, and Harry just got like saw this weird dog and stuff, and it, it felt like if I was Harry, I would have been more on edge. And he's just like, sweet, creepy bus, let's hop on. Yeah, it felt true. a little odd, but. Did he ever say his name was Neville too? He never no. introduced himself at all. No, he Harry. got interrupted when he was about to say it because mm-hmm. he said, "What did you say your name was?" And Harry said, "I didn't." Yeah. But I don't think there was another line. Then no, was that no, where they almost they hit didn't. the old lady? Yeah. They uh, can squeeze in between buses yeah. and weave all over the place, but when there's a lady in the road, <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Very gentle drama. 
Um, so that's kind of like the beginning of the movie. You find out about Crookshanks, Sirius Black. Yeah, How did you guys like? Just oh yeah, yeah. Crookshanks. You well, brought up. It was I just feel a like quick it wasn't thing. Like it's not. He's he right? Yeah, <laughs> he. The same thing. I thought it was a shoot yeah, for, like, yeah. The whole book. He's like not a character. It's just a. Yep. Thrown in there. It felt like the Crookshanks um, Scabbers thing was, took a backseat the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It like was barely a part of it. Yeah. yeah. I did I miss when Scabbers almost died? Because it felt like in the movie I, I missed that too, like, actually. It never happened, and then all of a sudden they find Scabbers again down at Hagrid's hut. And then it wasn't Hermione who found Scabbers, it was Hagrid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and we're kind of skipping ahead in the movie. But when that happened, I was just thinking, uh, was he even missing? Was Ron upset? Was there any right. drama between right. Ron like, and Hermione? Didn't know that he oh yeah, we missing. didn't. That was a big thing was too. Hermione. Oh yeah, in and the Ron. book that was a right. big deal. That yeah. was right. multiple chapters. We didn't even have and plus that. Hermione turned in the firebolt to McGonagall oh, or yeah. told McGonagall about it. So that never happened. So their friendship didn't take any hits this movie. No, yeah. And in the books, it, that's all it did. Because in the movies, yeah. it was all mm. romantic involvement. Yep. <laughs> it was yep. like, yeah. like Bugby's <laughs> yeah, head gets yeah, chopped yeah. off and Hermione's like, oh, Ron, let me hug you. And then <laughs> yeah. Bugby get, like, attacks and Harry and she's like, oh, let me grab your hand. So romantic. But in the books, they were at each other's necks the whole entire yeah. book. Hmm. hmm. I would have preferred that they skip the night bus stuff. Maybe not skip, but just make it real quick and then give us the two weeks at Diagon Alley where Harry was exploring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he could have seen the firebolt. We could have had a better Crookshanks interaction to start. Stuff like that. I understand why they cut certain things. I actually don't mind the little interaction that Crookshanks had in the movie. I don't think it was vital, vital to yeah. the plot of the book. Maybe but I was just as a reader, know. like Danny and I, we could still think that Crookshanks could have do. Yeah. a they bigger part in the story and without character. Right. So like he might not to me now I'm like, oh, okay, he's probably not gonna be a huge character but in I'm, the future. Yeah. I'm just treating so the only thing is we don't know that because I'm only uh, yeah. treating this movie because the third movie, their third book came out and the third movie came out right after that. So Alfonso Caron, who is the director of this. Mm. Didn't know anything about the next few movies, so he didn't know of wow. Crookshanks. But in yeah. purely this book, Crookshanks, I feel like, didn't have an Wait, incredibly he, central role. So he was like, this character is minor. I'm just going to throw him out. That's why some of these directors got screwed because Wait, they didn't they know Endgame did, stuff. Though. I thought all the mo- books were out before. No, no, no. No, no, no they were being oh. written. Oh. It was yeah. like being written in the movie oh, would be made. Cool. Which is a rough spot to be for those directors. And yeah. then you get a movie that you didn't set up anything for. And then you just have to do with whatever but you can. JK doesn't like read over the script and be like, mm, you really she did. need to she have this She would give directions character. for certain people. Like I can't give away certain things for certain uh, characters, but she would give direction to certain characters and like li- like sentences. She would tell them some of their backstory that you didn't know in the first few books. Mm. So you, when you finally got to it. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to mention that. Um, so fin- when she finally got to it, it was you could like actually understand what was happening. So um, I think the directors did get screwed a little because they just didn't know the backstory of certain things. So when they're cutting certain characters out or they're making characters like comedic relief, they're just doing that based on what they read in that specific book rather than knowing all the entire series and being able to understand the arcs. And Mm. that's why right now somebody needs to make this a TV series. (laughs) Like just give me a series on this. Make it, it would be so good. Yeah, I know mm. so much money. Amazon, you have billions of dollars. Please go <laughs> ahead and do this. I'm begging you. Mm. Um, they cut out the sneakoscope. 
Yeah. Or maybe oh, not because yeah. Harry was holding it. I actually didn't did notice that in this movie. It, no, they didn't explain it, but I like that even if they cut things out, you know, quote unquote, they still included a few little things like when the fat lady got scratched. Yeah. Again, skipping ahead, but then they didn't show the whole thing with the knight, Sir Cadigan, but we see him in the background jumping around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the sneakoscope oh. and a few other times. They just hint at things. So it's like, hey, you guys read the book? This thing's around. We're not going to focus on it, though. I do think we, I don't think we watched the extended edition either for this one because I do, I don't know if I'm just imagining things, but I feel like in the extended version, there was a little clip of Sir Cadogan. You can, I think you see him in the background when he jumps into the picture when the old yeah. lady like is screaming and the old lady gets slashed too, or the fat lady. But I think in the extended edition, I think he's in it for a little scene, hmm. but I don't remember it clearly. Um, but that was another scene and we'll, uh, we'll just talk about it now, but that was a scene that I didn't like that they didn't have in the movie was Sirius Black going into Gryffindor Tower and attacking Ron. Yeah. Completely mixed from the movie. Yep. Yeah. And there was, there's no drapes or anything over the beds either. Because I I remember it like was slashed, right? Yeah. And you slashed it. Yeah, that is. And I'm very visual. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, they're missing. And he just had a nightmare, but it was like funny. Yeah, Not nightmare about spiders. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ron, tell them to go away or something. Yeah. Oh, no, to tap dance. I don't know. Tap dance oh, with spiders. their rollerblades. They're telling me to tap dance. <laughs> tell those spiders you don't want to tap dance, Ron. I'll <laughs> <laughs> tell those spiders. That's and he goes to so sleep. Great. That was a little addition that I kind of liked. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, there's a few other issues or a few other things in this. There's one just question that I had, and this is just a general question for the books that we've been talking about. But Arthur Weasley, when Harry says Voldemort, Arthur Weasley says, don't say his name. We've talked about this. We didn't say his name for the first <laughs> few episodes of this podcast. But do you think that's a good practice for the name? wizards to not say Voldemort's name? No. I kind of think so. Why? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm thinking back to the um, the diary thing where something Ginny was doing uh, was giving the diary, the memory or whatever it was, a little bit of power. So in a weird way, I feel like talking about someone gives them power. And usually when I'm I'm thinking that, I guess it sounds more like, you know, like if you talk about something, it gives it power just by nature. You're you're i don't know making it a subject something to be discussed Mm. um but in the wizarding world i feel like talking about him might actually do something but at the same time refusing to say his name might just feed into people's fears because they're talking about him anyway they are talking about him but i guess i'm thinking about something deeper like some spell thing or like like i don't know like it almost like summons him like he's out there he's a spirit he's not gone so saying his name could draw attention to you. Does that make any sense? I don't know why I'm thinking that way, but like he's floating around doing his spirit thing or whatever, you know, attaching to the back of people's heads. <laughs> so it feels like in the wizarding world, saying someone's name might actually be some kind of spell trigger or draw some attention or something. I'm not offended when people don't say his name. I'm kind of like, yeah. In this oh, I'm on the world, opposite. I feel like not saying his name safe. gives him power. You think so? You. That makes a lot of sense too. Not necessarily directly from him, but for yourself. 
So you're just saying fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. It's <laughs> great. That's very wise. Because why would someone like Mr. Weasley not? Yeah. Like it just feels weird to me. Like he's a good wizard. He's tight with the the people we like. Dumbledore and stuff, Ministry of Magic. Well, maybe not Dumbledore, but I've kind of assumed. Um <laughs> It feels weird. All the Weasleys. Ron too. Don't say his name. Uh. There is an aspect to it uh, that I like and that I don't like. I, I don't like that they seem afraid of it, which is the reason that they're not using it. I do like the fact that they don't want to use it to give him more um, publicity. I feel like you don't use certain things that don't... So you don't want to give people publicity for the things that they're doing. You don't want to give other people the ability to be like, oh, everyone's doesn't want to use this name so i'm gonna go do something crazy where people won't, won't even use my name or they'll use my name so much that people will know my name forever mm. right like you almost right. want to it's weird it's a weird balance you almost like want to erase his name from the history books but you want to learn from him it's the same yeah, idea of right. spells that are dangerous is that you want to lock them away somewhere so people can study them but you don't want to give access to them for everyone yeah to do hmm. i like thinking about it that way <laughs> That kind of makes sense. Not giving him the fame that he wants. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one. Mm. Uh, I, I uh, love Mr. Weasley, though. I think he's great. So no knock on him at all. I think it's just the wizarding world in general. Yeah. And in the movie, they made him look a little better, too, because he was proactive to tell Harry immediately everything he wanted to know. Oh, instead of him talking to Mrs. Weasley in private. Right. And, and Harry, Harry overhears, overhears it, it. And then at the train station the next day. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Wes. Uh, my dog is out of his mind right now trying to get food. Let's talk about performances for a second, too. I was thrilled when Dumbledore's first few lines, you guys were like, he sucks. He's not good. <laughs> that was Why? Dang. What do you think of his performance? Well, Why I literally it? noticed it immediately. Well, it took a second just because I feel like I know the other actor because he's in The Count of Monte Cristo, which mm -hmm. I love. Um, so immediately I was like, what? That's not him. And then it just felt dry. Um, he didn't have that sparkle in his eyes. He wasn't as playful. It wasn't as confident. Like Dumbledore, as, as I read him in the books and as it felt in the first two movies, it feels like he can't be swayed. His emotions are very steady. Mm -hmm. We've only seen him raise his voice like once or twice and only a little bit for good reason. Um, but here he just doesn't, we don't see like a joy and it feels like throughout the movie a few times he kind of came out with weird stuff or he would get like flustered. Mm -hmm. It felt not quite right for his character. He felt sharp to me. Yeah. Yep. Just how he, even in the first, what do you say? Welcome. Yeah. But I don't, <laughs> even when he said that, I was like, oh, you're going to start complaining already. I just, I don't know. It didn't feel, I feel like he should be soft. I don't know if that's yeah. making sense. Those no, were no, the you're words right. that came to mind. There's no kindness yeah. in his eyes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's just kind aloof. Of flat, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he didn't have first... any. Oh no, what were you gonna say? Um, no, like even the little smirks that um the book talks about, like when especially with the um time traveling. Time turner. Time turner, yes. Um, thank you. Uh he has all these smirks and stuff, and he doesn't even do that once. He just like blurts out all the information to Hermione, and then like go. And then when they come back, it's like, wait, what? 
what are you talking about or whatever that line mm. I forget yeah when they come that back drives me and... crazy it's one of my least favorite lines in the whole series but they should have just kept it i know and he doesn't even say it like we were talking about in the movie like sarcastically or like playfully or like winks and pretending like i don't know what you're talking about but i do like he doesn't even have a facial expression yep. that mm-hmm. would like if that. you're gonna be aloof you have to be playfully aloof to be dumbledore you can't be like aloof and just be like you did what and just blankly look at them. <laughs> yeah, he had no like expression <laughs> at all, though. How many takes did he do? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but also, when I think the actor did die, so there is a practical side. Yep. They might not have had a lot of time. And when it comes mm-hmm. to we need someone meets certain criteria, yeah, whatever, who's actors. willing to work with our budget, who's available next week because we have a whole movie to do. Seriously. Like, th- there could have been some practical sides. And to balance out the discussion, there were moments that I liked. In the hospital wing, he did have a good double wink in there that I liked. Yeah. And when they traveled in time, he was being a good kind of playful with Fudge and yeah. the executioner yeah. where I was like, okay, this is this He works. does have some redeeming parts. Yeah. That, yeah. But the director should have guided him and be like, we want more of that, yeah. not this. And again, that's the tough part about having multiple directors. I feel like I was- good old Chris Columbus crushed it in the first two with choosing Dumbledore if he was involved mm-hmm. in casting and then directing him. But then you have like a new character or a new actor who comes in and wasn't involved in the first two movies and he's got to play catch up. And when they were filming, maybe the second movie wasn't even out yet. So he only had one movie to reference and they're like, this movie's darker. A lot more things happen. And he's like, oh, great. I'll play a serious Dumbledore then. Sir Ian I'm trying McKellen, to make excuses for Where them, were you, Sir but... Ian McKellen? Gandalf. Oh. Just reprise the role. Be another wizard. Oh, yeah. Be Dumbledore. That would have been so good. I would have been yeah, in love been with awesome. that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Trelawney. Oh, I love her. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Oh, that's so good. You are our hero. That was so wonderful. Yeah, that was great. That was great. She, she played it great. <laughs> Every hair. one of her lines was so good. Oh my gosh. With those glasses. Yeah. I loved her classroom. It was very like hippie, yeah. bohemian style. Yeah. Like, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, you were saying that. I loved uh, one of her lines where Hermione jumps into the crystal gazing and she goes, Oh, can I try? And the only thing that comes out of Trelawney's mouth is, oh, <laughs> and she like waits there with arms open wide. And then Hermione goes, the grim, possibly. She goes, grabs her hand. Your soul is as tried as the books to which <laughs> yeah. you so desperately oh, cleave. Yes. Something like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was pretty good. Her expressions were so perfect. Yeah. Um, out of the... We'll, we'll keep talking about like the series of the books or the series of the movie, but out of the performance of the three um, main characters, who did you think did the best and who did the worst? Like, let's rank the acting of the three characters. I don't like Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Thank you. He's the bottom. I would say Ron, Hermione, and then Harry as best worst. I love Ron. Yeah. But I think Hermione really stepped up in this movie. Really? Yeah. I think for whatever reason, I noticed her a little more. And I was like, I think she improved from the first or second movie where I feel like she didn't quite know how to do it. Like everything felt like a line still when she would say it. But Um, in this, it just felt a little more natural. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So maybe I just noticed the improvement. But obviously, big Ron fan. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, we love him. He's great. But... He's still learning. I still don't understand, though. I don't know. Does he get better? I hope. Um, You don't understand what? 
why they keep flip flopping lines between Ron and Hermione. Oh my yeah. gosh. Why can't they just keep yeah, it and, like the book? I right, don't know. Even get other it. lines too, where like random characters, Dumbledore or um, Trelawney's like prediction. Like there, there's no need to change those yes. lines. Yeah. Make them word for word. It breaks my heart even when uh, Hermione was the one that jumped in front of Harry and said, you'll have to kill us before you kill Harry. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, I appreciate Hermione would say that, but that was such an important moment for Ron showing yeah. how good of a friend Ron is. Right. Hermione's had her moments before of being a great friend. Let's see Ron, because right now in the movies, Ron is just an idiot. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Hermione is stealing half of his line. I know. Like, that's a huge moment. Yes. Yep. He shows real courage, real bravery. Yeah, that that kind of stuff drives me crazy. Just why why not just keep it? Like, mm. yeah, Ron has a broken leg in the back, but be like, have him like stand up show show even more of his courage. Be like, yeah, he yeah, stands yeah. up even in the midst of a broken leg, and he's like, no, you're gonna have to kill me before you kill yes. Harry. Right, and his and leg like, doesn't he, look broken. I know. Well, I, know. I was just like say, a little like, bite. Didn't break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little scratch. Come on. He was fine. <laughs> Sorry, you were, I interrupted you. No, really that was very passionate. <laughs> um, I was going to bring up music because I feel like um, music came up in this movie more. Day one, they walk into the Great Hall and there's a choir, which oh, I don't know when they practiced. I guess they were <laughs> practicing in the summer. summer. But I thought that was cool. And then we with see totes. Lupin with his uh, record player. Oh, yeah. And he played cool. it twice. And as much as the technology threw me off um, a few times, the projector, oh, that brings that up too. The yeah. projector in Snape's office was a little unique. Hermione was wearing a watch the whole movie. Stuff like that, I thought, we're seeing more technology. And that leads into the clock tower. Yeah. Never seen before. Yep. And now there's a gigantic pendulum swinging like oh, yeah. right next to students, right when you walk in. Interesting. They have to do that, I think, thematically for the movie for time. Like even you guys were noticing, and I've never noticed this yeah. in the movies. When she used a time turner, you heard the ticks yeah. almost the entire yeah, time. Jen, you just yep. heard the ticks. Out. I never. Such a good mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like having the time clock there is giving you subtle cues that yeah. this movie is all about time. Yeah. So I don't mind them having that in there, but it did bring a lot questions up like the music player is a projector that snape just taps yeah and goes, yeah, you know? yeah at least it wasn't like a modern projector that they're using over there <laughs> yeah i like that technology <laughs> dumbledore he was big on music right and mm -hmm. well that's why i like the, that it came up yeah, yeah what his line from the first book of like music is something more powerful than anything we teach here or something um yeah i think that's great and in my head i'm thinking big things like that come up later you know, like the power of music or the power of love or the power of saving someone's life. These things that are bigger than magic. Um, so we don't really know how that plays out yet, but I'm hoping we see more with music. Mm. And even just the music in general, like all of us were commenting, it's the music of fall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, hear yeah. this and like, yeah, this is just, it's such great music in, in this whole entire series. It makes me happy. Yeah. It's definitely some of the best soundtracks made in movies definitely maybe the most recognizable too oh. um another change that i just didn't like for harry was and we all noted this too i love how you guys are just noting this so fast like all of my issues with the movies are just confirmed i'll right before i'm about to say it you're like why did 
Harry not step forward? Why did everyone back up? And he was just like randomly volunteered. I was like, oh yeah, you guys nailed that. That's one of my qualms too. Because mm. it changes his character up a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. changes. It makes that him... whole scene is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I... it doesn't seem like he's friends with Hagrid or wants yeah. to help Hagrid with his um, first day as a professor. Yeah, you're like, right. Like it just the book was so much better. They it's almost in the movies like they're a little too embarrassed of him. And I think that you get a shade of that in the books, but not quite as much. They're just good friends with him. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't like that. I think in in the books, you have the three classes that happen, which is Trelawney's, um, Lupin's, and Hagrid's. I think they nailed Trelawney's. Fantastic job in Trelawney's. I think they botched Hagrid's. And I think they crushed Lupin's too. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the Lupin um, Bogart scene. Yeah, Even visually cool. how they shot it. Like... Mm-hmm. The camera goes through the mirror and then all of a sudden it's like in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like su- such good stuff about like looking inside yourself. There's like little notes of that. I love the idea. He puts on the music and he's like dancing. He's like saying, good job, Ron, you're next. And he's like yes. really getting into it as a teacher. <laughs> They're like high-fiving as I go past. There's just <laughs> such joy in that. I love that so yeah. much. Um, Even... uh. Even some of Lupin's lines are like wonderful. Um, he he even like how he greets people. Um, I'm trying to remember where the scene was. You have a quote? Yeah, just hello. Because he says hello <laughs> great you. in one scene. That's I was so like, helpful. I just love how he said that. But I can't remember where it's from. Hmm. Oh well. I think all the scenes with Lupin and Harry were pretty great too. Hmm. Although I didn't like when he brought up his mom and talked about his mom and his dad because I didn't think that Harry knew that they were even friends until later on in the story Mm. and the book, if I remember. But Lily wasn't brought up at all in the book. Yeah, it was like a weird mention of Lily. Yeah. I'm like, what? And that was the, was that the part where they were like wandering around the woods or something? They were like off by the side of the lake and Harry was walking with him. He brings up his parents and I think Harry in my mind would have asked way more questions been like oh you knew them tell me all about yeah, them right. what do you know? like what classes were they good in like this is one of I their know. peers who is in the place that harry is currently walking with him it just felt like it didn't make sense to me that that would have been brought up and then just walked right past mm-hmm. or maybe they did like talk that. about it and we just didn't hear but it feels like harry still doesn't know a lot about his parents but then he gets really upset when the aunt what's uh, <laughs> yeah right right aunt brings up oh he didn't can't think of the line but um he gets very angry with that but i guess who she was saying those things you would get angry yeah regardless what it was because she was terrible i i just feel like the acting in general like marge was great in this as just an annoying awful yeah um lupin i do feel like lupin carried the bulk of the weight too i think they fed him so many lines that were from other people in the books like even the this dialogue and discussion about some of the parents weren't necessarily from Lupin. Like we got some of that from Sirius Black and the tender moments in yeah, the you're right. Shack, which they cut out significantly, which yeah. I get bothered of. They didn't give equal weight in the books. Like every character got a little bit of information or gave a little bit of information to Harry. In the movie, it's like Lupin is essentially the facilitator yeah. of all information that Harry has. Yep. And which, Dumbled- he took Dumbledore lines yeah, too at the yeah. end, which, which is annoying. Which you said this and I said this too. <laughs> I don't mind, or maybe you said this because he's such a terrible actor. 
Okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't mind that they took those away from him because I think Dumbledore, Gambon, I forgot his first name. I think he would have botched those lines. <laughs> and I like Lupin is a great actor. Yeah. Whoever, I forgot his name too. But I think he is a fantastic actor. So I'm glad they gave those lines to him. Also mm. with Lupin, I found it interesting that after every um, full moon, I guess, when he would disappear, he would have more like scratches yeah. and like yep. things Green on touch. his face. And I was like, oh, I didn't reckon like what's going on. And then I would realize, oh, it's probably because he was a werewolf that night or two before. And he got some more um, marks on his face. Yep. That was really interesting. Oh, and at the end, when Harry went into his office, he like quick shut something. Was that a, like a makeup kit? In my mind, that's what I saw it as. Like Harry walks in the that. door. And as soon as Harry walks in, he says like, hello, Harry, you know, like he saw him on the map and then he like shuts something and it's like a little case with like brushes and it just closes oh, up. I, didn't know I in my head when I saw it, I thought makeup like he has to be covering himself up all the time because he's um, getting new scars every time he, the moon comes out. That's a great little point. I think they put a lot of cool, interesting things like you didn't see the sneaker scope like you were mentioning, but yeah. it was in his hand in one scene. I like those things. For subtle nods to people who are really devoted book readers, even yeah. if they can't include everything, you're like, oh, there is the, you know, the sneaky yeah, scope. Yeah, because as a yep. movie watcher, I never picked up on that. Yeah. But now oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Reading these books. Welcome. <laughs> In depth. <Yeah>. Also, Lupin <laughs> as a werewolf was so ugly and disgusting. Ew. Like yeah. the animal form. Yeah. I thought they had hair. <laughs> he had no hair. He was yeah, like a naked yeah. werewolf. Yeah. Like a naked <laughs> What are those yeah, rats? Naked mole rat? Yeah, that was like a good thing. That's what he looked like. <laughs> Even the scene of his transformation was funny because like he's there and like Sirius is grabbing him and all of a sudden like his clothes just like melt off his body. It was like <laughs> a Beauty so and the Beast yeah. like moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that it was, was funny. good and then it got bad. Like I was like, oh, I'm so curious what they're gonna make him look like as a werewolf. Well, what do you mean it got bad? It got terrifying like, or like? Um, no, I just good. didn't look as I would picture a werewolf to be. Mm. So. I'm seeing him changing with his clothes tearing off. I'm like, oh, he's going to be this big, broad, tall werewolf, like hairy. And he was none of that. He was like, like an alien. Yeah. Lanky, he didn't look like a right, right. Like a starved werewolf. Yeah. I kind Maybe of like that, is. though, to an extent. Like, it makes him kind of terrifying. Uh, I Someone in our group said it looks like the thing from Stranger Things, uh, right? Yeah. Melda. Yeah. It's like... it. I haven't seen Stranger Things, but I saw that one scene and I was like, it kind of does. And it's kind of terrifying that he's this skinny twig of a person. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like that's what makes Sirius Black so menacing too, is that you can see his ribs and he's like super skinny and terrifying. But he turns into a hairy big dog. Yeah. So that doesn't really play <laughs> yeah. on both. Yeah, you got me there. Well done. Boom. <laughs> um, I also, also thought Malfoy did really good in this. Uh, movie he wasn't in it yeah. a ton but like he's annoying as yeah. usual <laughs> yeah he's annoying the scene where the the hippogriff like scratches him yeah but oh, so dramatic blood blossoms yeah. <laughs> there's oh, there was blood right. on the ground and in this it was just absurd there's like, nothing it, it almost felt ridiculous that the class even cared like if i was hagrid That's or hermione true. or anyone else would be like get up you're being ridiculous and that would have been the end of it ridiculous. and it also it makes sense that you execute some critter that just like destroyed a kid, but like just a tiny mark on his arm. I'm like, this this is no need to execute an animal. So it just felt like it wasn't big enough. <laughs> I wanted more violence to justify the 
further action. Does that make it PG-13 versus PG? Yeah, it might have. Honestly, they might have been that. Oh, wait. Are these all PG movies? They're all PG. Okay. I think this one might have been PG-13, to be honest. But I'm sure they get worse. I think this one's PG-13, actually. This might have been the first one that it's was PG-13. It's a little PG-13. dark with the Dementor, so yeah. I yeah. don't know. It would still be PG. That's a good point. Yeah. That was really great, too. We didn't even yeah, talk about that. Yeah, the Dementors look good. They look so good. Even the ice on the train and everything. Yeah. I was like, great touch. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen in the books. And we were talking about this while watching, too, but it doesn't happen in the books. Nothing freezes over, but it's a good representation of how people feel inside, like a visual representation yeah. where you feel like everything is icy and cold. So I thought they nailed some of that kind of stuff. You can't make people feel icy and cold. So the next best thing you have yeah. is make everything ice and <laughs> yep. gold. Oh, that was really cool. <laughs> I um, didn't like, though, that Harry didn't... Well, to me, it didn't seem like a powerful enough first scene of Harry with the Dementors. Like, mm. he didn't really hear his mom screaming. We barely heard it because it kind of sounded yeah. like a train whistle. Which they were trying to do because the train whistles next when they're mm. out of the train station. Yeah, but I'm like, they should have... Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like that transition. Yeah. And then I felt like they didn't do um, that scene where he like, doesn't he get like sick though? He doesn't get like physically sick where he's, um, Uh, sorry, Harry Potter. Like on the train? Like he didn't throw up. I thought he like got like. He like fainted and um, they kind of showed some of it, but. Sick, sick. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I didn't think it was done the best it could have been. I kind of agree with you on that. I I think it could have been a really. I think it could have been a better intro for Lupin. I think they did a decent job, but with the scream, I'm like, if it, if it, if you watch it a hundred times, sometimes you could still miss it. And mm. there's one point in this that, okay, so we'll talk about my biggest qualm right now. If you guys had not read the books at all, would you know who the Marauders are? No, no. I don't think unless that I miss something. Drives me crazy. I think that is the biggest sin of this movie. You they don't, don't even the talk about are. any of them. Nothing. They don't because we were yeah. talking about his dad's not even mentioned. James yeah. Potter right. barely, and the his pr- um prongs right yep. is his name, yep. and that he was a stag when he would right. turn. Yeah, you don't get any backstory about no. how they became animagus, how their friendship yep. was formed. Nothing, and that is the biggest sin of this movie. Oh yeah, with the where that was good yeah. in the story. Like if you were just watching the movie, you would just have to go with the flow and be like. Cool. This rat is a human now. They're I get friends. it. Cool. Yep. That's normal. Oh, yep. Dog human. That's also normal. No, nothing weird to see here. And then you just like kind of go with it. But it 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 would feel pretty bizarre. We already knew, so it, it was easy. I wasn't offended by watching the movie because it all made sense. But if it was my first time through, I feel like I'd be a little bit confused. Like I'd want answers. Just watching the movie, mm-hmm. it feels too crazy. Because then you're like, how does Sirius Black know Lupin? They like hug each other. And uh, yeah. and even like the uh, Snape relationship with them too. They only yeah. like kind of brush over it, but you don't even see Snape then making potions for Lupin. So there's never any suspicion there. Mm-hmm. You don't like, there you were just, just a lot of missing dynamics. You just get the one good line, which I love. Ah, Lupin. Out for a little stroll oh, in yeah. the moonlight. <laughs> that is a great line. Oh, man. Alan Rickman is the best. They, they were not subtle at all. I know. The, even with the, um, oh, the with the bunker, it's yeah. literally a yeah. moon with yeah. clouds and everything. I'm like, what? <laughs> the, but the, that's the good part about a movie. The pacing, it's quicker, 
So by the time you register what you're seeing, the scene is changing. Scene. Something new is happening. But with a book, you know, you don't have time to finish the chapter. You close it up and then you're thinking about it when you're going to sleep. <laughs> you know, what could it be? Um, but in the movie, you're just you just keep going. I, I think it'd be easy to miss that stuff. It wouldn't I wouldn't have noticed, honestly. You're just at home after you're reading. No, you went to sleep. Then you wake up. Then you go on the computer. And you start getting your uh, spectacles. Well, out, see, if I was reading on like all the normally, geography and the moon <laughs> yeah. phases and everything, this and can't be true. <laughs> I can't. But this see, if I was right. reading it just on my own, I probably just wouldn't stop reading. I'd yeah. be like, I need to know what's going on. Yeah. But because we're stopping, then I'm like, well, I can't do anything else except look up moon phases. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, how else can I like dive deeper Great without excuse. reading forward? That, so, you one. know. Nice try. <laughs> that's so funny. Extra time to mull it all over. Um, the, the whole, the Marauders dynamic with Snape too is just very lacking in the books. Like you mentioned, he doesn't bring the potions, so you don't really get that whole dynamic between Lupin and Snape. In the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. And you just don't get a lot of, uh, I think, important Snape ideas in this um, where he's uh, talking, even like his discussion with Dumbledore about like, in the books, there I told you about this professor, or I told you about this person who might be letting me, like little hints like that. That you are subtle in the book. You're like, oh, okay. So they have some kind of dynamic. Even the memory of like, of or the idea of them going back in time and understanding that James is like maybe a bully. Um, mm. You don't really get any of that. So that was just a huge issue in this movie that I thought. That's like the biggest issue that people always have of this movie. You left out the Marauders. Mm -hmm. How the heck can you leave out the Marauders? Mm -hmm. It's like the core part of this book. Yeah. But yeah. That's the biggest sin. But the director, it seems as though the director didn't really read the full book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like spark note it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that mm. before when we were talking about Dumbledore. Like, did you know the character? Know. Or... Mm. I don't know how much research do they do. I don't want to knock something I don't know about. <laughs> I don't a, direct movies, so that's a great question. I can't say much. Uh, yeah. Again, it might have been the idea <laughs> that he is called in last second, and then he he hasn't read any of them, and they're like, "Quick, read this quick synopsis of who yeah. Dumbledore is," and he's like, "Okay, I'll go." Maybe he's reading through the books as he's acting. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see if hmm. it gets better. I guess. Yeah, I know. And in a normal movie, maybe a director has a little more power because he came up with the idea or bought some rights or whatever. But with a franchise this big. I don't think the director had as much power as he would in another situation. So there might have been executives at yeah. the studio making certain rules and guidelines and budget and whatever. So I know he is a good director. That's why yeah. I don't want to hate on him. <laughs> yeah. But it does feel like he fell a little short on this one. I know. And like there's a point where, yeah, I know you want to add comedic elements to it, but those comedic elements, they go from, oh, that was funny to that ruins everything for me mm, yeah <laughs> like the stupid touch on his foot when he goes into the hospital wing and he's oh, tapping ron on the oh, foot man. initially yeah. if you're just watching these movies you're like oh ron's like wincing in pain that's cute he has the best facial expressions anyway so you're like this yeah. is fun and then you, it registers for you that dumbledore is intentionally causing this person pain and you're like yeah what the heck is going on again i never thought anything of that and it really bothered me this time yeah mm. i was like poor ron like i <laughs> Because it forces you to either think of Dumbledore as mean or clueless. Yes. Yeah. Like and just I don't want to think of him as either of those things. Yeah. So it, it just felt weird. Yeah. As Jen says, he knows everything. And if that's the case, oh, yeah. then he's really intentionally <laughs> right. causing him harm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quidditch was toned way down. 
Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of like two matches. Yeah. Right. Um, all in one. And that wasn't even done correctly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that was weird too, because we we keep expecting certain things in Quidditch. I don't mind that they like toned down the Quidditch in this movie. There wasn't enough time. Mm -hmm. But if there's something you have to cut, I don't mind actually. Yeah. I love the chapters in the book. I'm fine if you just keep them in the book. I don't necessarily need to see them in the movies. It would be fun to see them in the movies. But this is like, it's a good thing to just cut if you have to cut something, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, It would have been fun to see other aspects of it. Like even just the idea of them winning the house cup, just something like that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, uh, the the Quidditch cup. Um, Yeah. That would have been firebolt being used. Yeah, I know. That was a huge change. How do you guys like the the, uh, idea of the firebolt being at the end of the movie Mm. rather than like a key plot point? I honestly me. didn't mind. Yeah. For whatever reason, like it felt no. weird. And again, I, I I wrote down a list of what's probably like 70 things that were different, but it <laughs> doesn't like a lot of this stuff doesn't actually matter. Like for the sake of the movie, I understand it. Firebolt at the end. Okay. You lose a little bit of the drama between Hermione and Ron and Harry. Um, and just the suspense in Harry's own mind. Cause Quidditch is so important to him in the books. Um, but in the movie, it kind of worked. I mean, getting Firebolt mid-movie or at the end didn't really change too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it changes a little bit to me, Sirius Black's character, because he actually loved and cared for Harry before oh, he even that's a great like, came into contact with him. You're right. So then they were talking about how he's going to live with him, and Harry said yes, and now you're getting a Firebolt. Like, okay, you do oh, love that's me. that's a really good point. Let yeah. me give you this. Yeah. Room. Whereas before, he literally was like wanting to make up for lost time, showing his proactive. love. Yeah. Mm, no, you're right. So I didn't like it. Even though, like you were saying, it seems as though it wouldn't change the plot, Yeah, as far as like really. movie flow. But no, you're right. Yeah. Again, that's a, it's a character thing. Mm-hmm. It hurts the characters and the way they're developing into like the people in the books that we love mm-hmm. for all these reasons. And that's like watching the movie, I already like certain characters because I know them from the books. But then if I was just watching the movie, you're right, that'd be another reason to be skeptical of Sirius Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of our uh, Reddit users, D81H, brought up a lot of really good points about this too. They said, one thing that I really hate is the change in how and when Harry gets the firebolt. Um, I love the tension and conflict that came from Hermione being wary of it and the mystery of where it came from. Mm. That is all just lost. Plus, uh, him getting it later gives us that strange, cheesy freeze frame shot at the end. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, strange. but I hate it. <laughs> Honestly, there are some cheesy aspects in this movie that you watch it and you're like, but I love some of them. Like there's a one where uh, it's a shot where it goes into Lupin's eye and like you see like the heartbeat. You're just like, doo and then it zooms out over him transforming into a, into a werewolf. Oh yeah, I liked that. Mm. Too. I love that so much. It's cheesy, but I love it. Right, right. But that was a that was a scene mm. that was cheesy where you're like, uh, it doesn't really make sense. But I think this is a great point because it does take <laughs> off the Ron and Hermione dynamic that they have. That they're yeah. not, they don't hate each other at all in this movie. You don't catch that in one little glance mm-hmm. no. at all. Yeah, it just feels so fast in the movie. Yeah, it is a mm-hmm. blur. Yeah. But it, how long was this movie? Two hours? Two hours, 20 minutes? Yeah. And like, it didn't seem that long because we were comparing it to the book too. So I'm like, you missed all these things. But like, how long would that movie have been? Four hours? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like if it was a TV show and they were doing hour long episodes, it could be eight episodes long. You know, like 
if they yeah. really soaked it in and even give you extra content or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe that'd be too much. But, you know, like four or five hours, it feels like you could really get the character development, though. Yeah, because a lot of I mean, what we're saying, a lot of what we're missing is the character development. Yeah. I felt like it was very plot driven, like thinking mm-hmm. back on it, you know, because there's so much. Yeah, absolutely. And another uh, Alpha Wolf gang, our, uh, one of our great Reddit users said a really funny point. They said, it's like in the movies when they were almost done filming and then some random intern was like, hey guys, we got to add the firebolt in there because it's just kind of important. Harry has a broom since he's a seeker for the Quidditch team. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just did it real quick at the end. They're like, oh, okay, sure. Oh, let's yeah, film this. We'll it. <laughs> it may be accurate. Honestly, that might be pretty dead on accurate. It feels like it. <laughs> I think that's so funny. That's great. I thought it was a bit much that the twins were talking in unison the whole time. Yeah. It was like funny. Again, one of those yeah. things where it's a little childish or cheesy, but it went too far for me. I'm like a little bit for comedy, but it's like every line they're just saying together. I'm like, this is weird. I prefer thinking of them as individuals, even though they are always together. And I don't know any difference between them, but still, <laughs> it's it just came off as cheesy. Actor? I'm like, I've known plenty of twins in my life, and none of them talk like that. Yeah, so it just was and like, they would is it just you one actor? They or yeah, is, are no, they actually two. twins? It is okay. Awesome. Twins, yeah, actual oh. twins. One of my one of my best friends when I was in Dallas uh, met both of them. She had a crush on both of them. And she oh, met both of them. them. <laughs> She's got oh a picture of her in between them. It's like a great oh. picture. That's so awesome. And they're like really great and kind in real life. A lot of these actors. Um, some of the kids they, they were one-offs they did these movies and they weren't really in anything else um, this is like their career defining role which they don't really have to because they're all probably millionaires yeah they live role, off residuals forever that's yeah great <laughs> um i'll say one thing that i really it was probably my favorite change in the entire movie was the bogart scene with lupin the private lesson and i was mentioning this during the movie too oh, yeah i love the change in the books they have the idea where he has three memories where the first one doesn't work, where he's thinking of the first time he wrote a broom. The second one doesn't work where he thinks of winning the house cup. And the third one kind of works. It's a shield charm where he thinks of getting his letter from Hogwarts and realizing he's a wizard. That's a great, it's great in the books. Like you love it. It flows really well. I actually think they did a better emotional service to Harry's dynamic with his parents in Mm. saying he fails the first time. And then he's like, looking at the flame and he's like i have another one i don't even know if it's like real and then he talks about it with lupin he goes i thought of them mom and dad they were just sitting there talking to me just talking Mm -hmm. he goes i don't even know if it's real i thought that was exceptional that's like one of my favorite changes in the Mm -hmm. entire franchise i thought they nailed that part because you get so much emotional pull from harry in that moment where you're like this kid really just desires his parents. He just mm-hmm. really wants to be with his parents. Yeah. And I think they did that in a meaningful way in this section. Did you guys like the Bogart lesson? I mean, I'm, I just gushed about explaining how I love it so much. But what do you guys think <laughs> of it? I thought it was great. I liked how it was playful, too, mm. with him playing the record. And they're all getting in line. Yeah. yeah. Or are you talking about this is the, the lesson? This is the lesson. Like, oh, like the one-on-one lesson. Yeah, 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 sorry, one, sorry. sorry. Yeah, it was good too. Yeah. I, I liked. I'm like, I like to stick to the book, so that's yeah. why. But I do agree. I like that his memory was more of a family memory than even if it wasn't real. Mm. They didn't and, have time for a Patronus montage as he yeah. learns over months. <laughs> yeah. So doing it in two tries felt a little much. Yeah, but it, it worked. I was a little distracted in that room, 
because there were planets spinning in the, yeah. in the ceiling. And I'm like, moon phases. And I'm like trying to like see if I can see stuff in the ceiling. And I'm like, I got to stop. Um, they definitely have some of that in there. It's yeah. Deep, but. yeah. Um, but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And again, just more cool sets. Yeah. They're not just filming everything in the same few classrooms. Yep. Yeah. Expanding the world. Yeah. And even just the idea of Lupin's lines too, I think they really nailed his character and they just gave him a lot of really important lines. So any of his development I thought was really good in this movie. Um, like him talking on the bridge, him talking on the walk in the woods, all that kind of stuff where they're just talking about the parents' relationship, um, how Lupin knows him. I just love that kind of stuff. Lupin's might, might be my favorite character in this uh, movie. Um, Hogsmeade, they condensed trips. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that confused me. It was a little weird just because I expected that's part of the problem. Like reading the books and going straight to the movie, I'm like waiting for every detail. And there are things that I like and I'm like excited to see a scene play out. And then I'm like, wait, I'm confused. What's that going on? It would almost be nice to forget how the book went so that I could just watch the movie <laughs> yeah. like clear mind. Um, but I feel like it'd be very foolish to bring the invisibility cloak when it's snowing. The twins saw him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like anyone else would too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lapse of judgment. That was but then such having a stupid point where he's walking and he's literally just <laughs> yeah. uses footsteps. It's like what? twins are like, oh, there you are. What about the lollipop? Yeah. That was oh, yeah, yeah that holding was like how? And how is he doing? I was trying to justify it, and I'm like, maybe he was holding the handle. I was like, oh wait, but you wouldn't have seen the handle. Yeah. <laughs> it would have just been the lollipop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a little rough. But I liked that. Um, Ron and Hermione were together with the Malfoy bullying thing and Harry's throwing snowballs. I thought it was good. The only thing that I thought what took away from more character development was that Malfoy never saw Harry. Mm -hmm. And in the books, again, it's that rivalry. Like he caught him. He's like, you're here. You are definitely breaking the rules. That like almost gives, it substantiates the rivalry. Yes. And in the movie, it still feel like, Mm -hmm. feels like Malfoy is just annoying. And the rivalry is like something petty. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like in the books, you get more of uh, it's more substantial. It, it matters. You're like, oh, yeah, if I was Malfoy and an annoying person, I could see why I would be <laughs> yeah. down with this rivalry. Yeah, because you don't like they changed the whole Marauder's Map idea, too, because that's where Lupin gets the Marauder's Map. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of time passes in between that. Whereas this one. Hmm. He literally sees Peter Pettigrew on the map. Oh, no. oh, oh that was God. terrible. And then he goes over there. And then this is why they had to move the movie so quick after this, too, is that he goes there and then Lupin picks up the map. And then he finds Harry says, oh, it's Peter Pettigrew who's dead. He's on the map. Your, your map lies. And then literally that's when they go into the next day when everything happens because they have no other option. Because right. I told you guys, if this happens and the movie ends here, Lupin looks on the map, finds Peter Pettigrew, right. which he should have done that night anyway. Yep. Figured right. out the whole thing. That... It was so good in the books. Isn't that weird? Well, what were you thinking back? Like, Peter Pettigrew knows that this map exists, right? Yeah. And Lupin is now a professor there. Like, so to me, I'm like, shouldn't he be like, oh, shoot, Lupin's a professor? Like, ah, plus. (laughs) He is an idiot. The character they picked for him, the actor, is really good. (laughs) (laughs) He plays a convincing rat. Very convincing rat. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name, but he's in another Disney movie that... Enchanted. Oh, he is. Yeah. And he plays... Oh, my gosh. And he's creepy in that, too. Yes. (laughs) Caramel apples. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. 
Great movie. <laughs> Big Enchanted oh, fan. Man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keeping that in. <laughs> I knew I saw him somewhere. That rat face. But you're right. The pacing again. They I, they cut everything short. I don't know why they saw Peter Pettigrew on the map. I know. And again, Harry not using his brain. He's just like, oh, I wonder what this is. So he has to be thinking, empty hallway. Someone else has an invisibility cloak. You're not seeing ghosts on the map, right? So it, yeah. it just felt weird. Like, why was he reacting that way? And then he brings up Peter Pettigrew and Lupin. The whole dynamic felt off. Again, only because we know too much. Yeah. If we didn't read the books and we watched the movie, maybe it made sense. Maybe you just like go with the flow. You're like, who's this guy? Mystery? I don't know. Let's That's see. what I did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe it totally <laughs> works. That So there is, a, I think, uh, Alfonso Cuaron, maybe when he was reading the books, he saw there was a plot hole in the books of, here he has Marauder's map. He goes to Hogsmeade. He learns who Peter Pettigrew is. And then he still is in possession of the map. So he doesn't oh, necessarily yes. see, like, how does he not see, okay. Wouldn't mm. he look at himself yeah, in his yeah, room? Honestly. Yeah. Like if I have that map, I'm oh, pouring over it all the time. True. Absolutely. It's like a little, <laughs> it's so yep. fun. Maybe it makes me a creeper, but it'd be like super fun to just like sit yeah. there and look at that map. I love maps. You don't want anyone seeing it. Just get For under sure. your invisibility exactly. cloak all night long. Just and look like, at all the people, watch yeah. the mysteries of the castle. So you yeah. literally hear Peter Pettigrew's name in a conversation with that you're involved in. So he's in your head of this person who's your friend and you look at the map and you're like, Peter Pettigrew is in Ron's bed. Ron? And you like, so maybe Alfonso Cuaron saw this little plot hole and he wanted to like make amends for that. Mm, but it's that still kind of fair. It's still, I think the books obviously do it better because I remember reading that scene where Harry is racing back through the tunnels. It was, it might've been the most tense scene that they, that we've had. You're right. But it, I think it was, to me, it was the most intense scene that Harry, the books have had to this point where Harry is in a absolute panic. And like, I remember he find snape at that moment and you're like this is it yeah how the heck is he gonna get around this and he does but that was such a tense moment in the books that we didn't get in the movies which i'm bummed yeah yeah i and they still gave the snape uh interaction just in a different way we didn't feel the suspense the same way yeah yeah for sure and there's also like really funny lines too one of my favorites was uh when harry falls um and he he's in the hospital wing harry wakes up and all of a sudden he hears the twins voices and the twins are like he fell from almost 100 feet <laughs> maybe like add like times 20 to that he, yeah, he had a fall from like four or five thousand feet he was so way he was up saying. there so like, I didn't realize high he was there. falling from that high. yeah <laughs> i know yeah but that's almost like your uh your college dynamic with the quidditch where like the snitch would get caught on the other side of campus where yeah. people would play. It, it so felt weird. I'm like, why is the snitch, whoever gave it its charms to yeah. do its thing, why is it flying thousands of feet up? It's just like kind of lame. Stay within the boundaries. Yeah, of the seriously. Thing, at least. Agreed. Um, what else in this? Uh, I have tons of other notes. But what else did you guys see? How about the grim in the clouds versus the grim on in the stadium? Like the actual dog versus the cloud dog in the in the oh, yeah. Quidditch match? Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they yeah. were so high, it had to be in the cloud. <laughs> he was so oh, high from Jelani's <laughs> mushrooms. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it just felt but weird. The Quidditch match. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. Saying. No, it and just it felt weird because the Grim is not really a Grim. Right. It is a dog. So why are the clouds turning into dogs? Like, if it's a Grim, actually, sure. Uh -oh. Then Harry's getting signals from all over the place. The universe is telling him he's going to die. But 
it's not a grim. It's a dog. We know that now. So I guess it's suggesting it's all in Harry's head. You can see dogs in tea leaves. I guess you can see Maybe. dogs in clouds. But that wasn't in Harry's head. The tea leaves thing wasn't in Harry's no, head. No, no, the tea leaves wasn't. But the clouds must have been, right? Because either that or somebody made the clouds shape like a dog, right? Yeah, it's kind of true, yeah. Because in the book, yeah. all the grim sightings are just sightings of um, him, serious Black. Yeah, I guess it's kind of true. I didn't mind it in the movie. Didn't even think of that till right now, but now I'm annoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Injustice. <laughs> um, you guys mentioned the whole Trelawney prophecy too. Why did you guys not like that? Well, okay. I thought it was weird that it wasn't at the final. Yeah. It was just a random Harry's going up to return the crystal ball, which like bounced down the stairs. It doesn't seem safe. No, um, Hermione like threw it. And it like rolled all the way out of the classroom, right? Like right. he had to go catch it. And she was um, I forget what the words specifically were, but it was not the same as the book. Yeah. The, the prediction changed and the way it changed was subtle. It wasn't a big deal. But to me, as I was reading the book, trying to solve this mystery, subtleties mattered because it was by midnight someone will rejoin like a person will rejoin the dark lord and in the movie it was way more vague it was just kind of fluffy like tonight someone will do something and there will be a change and the dark lord will be mm -hmm. reunited with somebody not a big change but just for me as i was trying to solve the mystery by midnight time was a big factor in this movie we know it was 11:55 in the hospital wing so i was like thinking through all that stuff and in the movie, it was just kind of like a vague idea, like yep. Dark Lord's going to come to power tonight. Cool. Because prophecies have to be very specific. Like there's <laughs> yeah. things in it. Yeah. And if this is a real prophecy, it can't be one of yes. Trelawney's vague things that she always says. It has to be very specific to things happening. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. Um, I like the way she said it. Yeah, yeah, it was true. so great. Yeah. <gasps> and I love her cough at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <So> she goes, <laughs> like she had a hairball or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was so oh, gross. Goodness. But so good. She wins the acting of this movie. I mean, there's so many good actors in this movie, but she is so good. Oh my gosh, she's my favorite. And then I also love right after the scene when Hermione punches, not slaps. Oh Malfoy. That was fantastic. <laughs> Hermione goes, not good, brilliant. <laughs> so good. I love how his head like ricocheted off I know. of a stone <laughs> yeah. wall though. Like he's fine. That should have hurt him and yeah. sent him to the hospital that, more yeah. so than Concussion the protocol. Yeah. Uh, right. Why didn't he lean into Buffy. that one and uh, try and get Hermione expelled? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. He's pride. I liked when they threw the rocks through the window at them. Mm. More connection, uh, more hints that time travel had happened before we actually got to it mm. because we missed the there was nothing with McGonagall handing Hermione the time turner so we didn't we knew something was up because they kept bringing it up like Hermione how'd you get here you weren't here a second ago but I liked the rock throwing it felt like a good addition to the movie yeah again just kind of connecting the dots a little more and then Hermione seeing the little snail shell and then realizing that she had thrown the thing herself putting those pieces together I thought that was good yeah I didn't really like it. Yeah, no. why not? I just feel like they didn't like. Why are they throwing rocks? Like everything played out how it was supposed to, and like, why are their future selves warning them that people are like coming? Like, I don't know. I guess to me, it just seemed like they had to do it for the movie. Yeah, because, they're meddling in time. 
They it have does to feel show. like a violation of the rules. Yeah. Hmm. I just didn't like it. Yeah. And then like when Hermione almost sees herself, that must be, oh, like she thinks that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> what? Uh, no, no, no. I think she was. She knew it was her future <laughs> self. Yeah, you guys don't like that point because you're like, oh, that's well, such a thing a female would do. Yeah. So you think she knew it was she her? Knew, but then saw she saw like, herself. Oh shoot, I can't like, say this. Oh, yeah. Filter. Yeah, yeah. That a, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I just I didn't get that vibe when I saw it, and that's like a blatant violation of the rules of the time turner. Yeah. I I before reading it again in a deep dive, I always loved that whole thing how it played out. Like that just yeah. how my movies. hair looks from the back. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the book, right? Such that a was good. Thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- that to me, that's like a good comedic touch. Yeah. Quick, right. yep. suspenseful right. scene, Great. break a little tension, move on. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Love it. Yeah. They they had good comedic elements. They had bad comedic elements in this, and that was, I think, a good one. Mm. <laughs> oh, that like into it. it. I no, I was just like, why I say that? I just sound like it felt like the wrong the back. Right. time. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> And like Hermione never cares what she looks like. So now all of us, I don't know. It's oh, just interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, you don't think yeah. uh, she cares what she looks like? I mean, they did like. Maybe she does when she, Ron's nearby. I was going to yeah. say with the whole Ron and her thing, maybe she's getting a little more aware. But they had to do that in the movies because there's weird tension between her and Ron. In the books, right. there's not a ton of, there's it, there's anger if, between mm. them. But That's not, what I'm saying. Maybe they had her say that yeah, line because they true. added that in the movie. Yep. I feel like they're forcing that too much. Yeah. In this point in the movie, they're like, <laughs> yeah. we like Ron and Hermione together, so let's start making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that it didn't end in any weird way. Like, they're yeah. still dropping hints, which they did in the second movie. They're just turning it up a little bit. Um, I mean, at this rate, it can't be more than one or two more <laughs> books before yeah. we get to something. But uh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. How'd you guys like when they went to the Shrieking Shack? So, like, this is the final kind of act in this whole movie. Oh, the whole scene. Yeah. With Sirius Black. Yep. Lupin. How did you guys like the look of the Shrieking Shack? How did you like how Sirius Black looked? All that kind of stuff. I felt like that scene was rushed too, but I guess it had to be for the movie. Because like Black is explaining everything, but quickly, I don't know. And And I thought Lupin. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought Lupin was the one explaining it, but like calmed the whole situation down, which he didn't even really do that. Yeah. They like hugged and we don't even know why they know each other. Yeah, Lupin. Right. It was just mm. very confusing. I would have thought. Oh, yeah. Like and no time to process. No- it all happened so fast. And then Lupin was out of character. Uh, no, nah, I shouldn't say that. It felt like he was because he was being harsh. Like he comes in and he's like talking with a gruff voice. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to make them think he's bad. Right. But to be fair, he's about to turn into a werewolf. Maybe that. He starts to feel that he's grumpy, um, angry. It's the only way that it, it like makes any sense. Yeah, yeah he's Snickers like bar. angry, Snickers bar. Snickers <laughs> blood. So maybe that's why he was a little on edge. But it, knowing that he was good, watching it, I'm like, why is he doing this? Be the normal, gentle teacher that we we now mm-hmm. trust, and it would have broken that tension immediately yeah. it felt like they were forcing that to try to make yeah. the viewer think that he was which bad. you need to get yeah. that I, it makes sense but it was too much yeah like i mean i agree it yeah does. yeah but the book really the storyline's great just go with that right. yeah for sure right. fair yep the dialogue that they had in the shrieking shack was so lacking to me like the, again we were talking about this during the book pod but this is some of my favorite dialogue that they had in the entire yeah. book and yeah it's a movie you can't like oversaturate it with dialogue but keep the good lines. Like there's mm, some lines yeah. that are throw away, but like yep. 
my one of my favorites in the whole series is when he's saying like i as good as killed your parents harry and like there's none of the desperation that serious black feels it's only like aggression in this moment Mm. and the the idea that he let down harry he let down lupin he let down everyone Mm. isn't something that's lingering over serious black in these movies Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's a performance issue i think that's a lines issue yeah i think with the lines that uh um, what's this guy's name? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is given. I think he kind of did the best that he could with some of them. Yeah. But you have mm-hmm. to include some of the emotional heft of that. But I think Lupin carries the emotional heft of everything in this whole movie. Hmm. Like he's no, the one that has dialogue to carry. That character. I like, think so. Were they not able to focus on I each? Know. I don't know. Dynamic of everybody. Hmm. But that was a bummer to me. The Shrieking Shack looked yeah. great. I loved like the feel of it. It was swaying. I love that kind that of aspect. Threw me to off. It. Yeah, I was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like aging with time. It's getting <laughs> old. Uh, the uh, Whomping Willow was a little weird. Mm. Um, it felt like they tried to throw <gasps> oh, that comedic yeah. thing where Hermione's swinging by and grabs Harry. Oh yeah. It just, yeah, it I, like I'm a, like, I can't tell like if we're supposed to be scared of this or if it's like yeah. a, f- a fun time. Right. Um, right. Well, I was, saying, I was saying, I'm like, this feels like a ride. It should be yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. Um, at Universal. Like, I can't think <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 That's a great point because I think this movie has, they try to add almost too many comedic element ideas in there where like they're going in a very serious direction. Like, did you guys feel like this is a much more serious movie than the other two? Um, it was more serious. But because not. of black. Yeah, because <laughs> of, of course. Black, yeah. Of course. Um, but not to the degree that the book was. Like in yeah. the book, I felt like it was a bigger jump. Like, yeah. oh, we're getting more mature. There's more at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more emotional. The characters are becoming more complex. But in the movie, it, it felt like it was a step, but just a normal size step. Yeah. Like they're just getting older, so you kind of yep. have to make this. Yeah, we even talked about how, like, oh, Ron's like a little man right now. He's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people do talk about this movie being like the step up for the movies too, where it becomes a more um, adult series rather than just like something that only kids can watch. And I think it does have that, but they add there's weird elements. Like there was one scene where you all jumped at. Um, where I laughed at you guys. <laughs> what was it? There was like a little jump scare. Um, there were two with the monster book at the beginning. But it wasn't that one. No, I feel like I know later. what you're talking about, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I jumped. I laughed because I usually jump, and, and I actually you were waiting didn't. for it and was looking it at Jen. Um, I definitely jumped, and I don't remember it. Yeah, you like visibly jumped on the couch. Um, was it something with the? No, it couldn't be werewolf stuff. It wasn't Pettigrew. It wasn't like him looking into the mirror right now. Mouth? Ew, that was disgusting. His mouth was like a suckerfish. I don't remember what it was, was but I remember there was like one kind of jump scene, but it it just adds there was like elements of horror in this, and there were elements of comedy. There were elements of like a serious drama in it. I think they did an interesting balance, but some of the comedic elements, I think they just should have nixed. Like, we don't need that that much. Mm. I think they did better in these movies than some of the other movies, if I'm honest, because some of the other movies, it's just all up to Neville to be the comedic relief. Oh, uh, yeah. And in these ones, Neville wasn't really in it. He wasn't in the books that much, but uh, um, they kind of spaced it out between some of the characters, gave us some fun mm. moments between characters. But yeah, that one scene where she grabs the shirt and it's like, he's like frozen in time for a second. He looks down. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, and he gets thrown off. <laughs> like a cartoon. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that one's not going to stand the test of time, but some other <laughs> ones maybe. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't like that Ron and Hermione made Harry do the uh, Expelliarmus by himself. Mm-hmm. They didn't oh, jump right. in. They, that wasn't mm-hmm. their instinct um, yeah. oh, yeah. on Snape. Little thing, but I feel like, again, their friendship, that what, bond, that character right. development that I love in the books kind of missed a little bit. And to me, it felt like this changes nothing. This is not harder to shoot. This is not a big change. Just do it in the movie. And it makes Expelliarmus such an insane charm to actually hit. Right. Like, you have to hit him perfectly in the wrist or the arm or the wand or something like that. That's, like, a difficult shot. I feel like Expelliarmus, no matter where you hit him, it, it dispels their wand. Yeah. It doesn't knock them back 20 feet. But three Expelliarmuses, right. yes. that, that will knock sense. you back. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You have to have that added component where they're all in the same, even they're all in the same <laughs> mindset. Yes. One track minded, they're going to knock Snape right. out at this moment. Like, you were mentioning, Kristen, about that in the books. Like, these are, it was just, like, a, a impulse decision, all three of them separately. Mm-hmm. And that shows their friendship. That shows right. how unified they are. Yeah. Um, the Peter Pettigrew stuff felt a little off when he changes into human form. It felt like he kind of admitted his guilt more mm-hmm. than he did in the book. In the book, I thought more was a mystery. It was still kind of, you know, someone's word against someone else. It, like we weren't fully sold, but in the in the movie, he kind of he didn't say it outright. But he kind of acknowledged what Lupin or Black had said. Um, and then when he turned into Scabbers again and scurried off, what happened? He like got a wand back and then yeah. he like looks at Harry and gave him some look like, yep, I'm evil. Yep. Peace out. And that just felt like too on the nose. Yeah. I think you it, mentioned a few of these things. You mentioned a few things that just were too on the nose. Hmm. You had a line in the movies that was just you said over the line. That there were just things that were too like <laughs> obvious and yeah, like yeah yeah um like too overt. There was a a weird lack of subtlety in some of this movie, mm. but they had they had good subtlety, but they didn't just like it wasn't great. Yeah, oh man, and the Harry development too was just similar but different um, timing wise, where he has Peter Pettigrew captured, and then he he like openly says we're going to take you back to the castle and then give you to the Dementors. It's not like some fight for justice. It feels like he wants him to be tortured, which felt off compared to the books um, where he was mad, but also you get a sense of justice from it. Mm. What was the line that happened too? Cause you guys mentioned something. Um, was it in Snape's class where like he said something, uh, well, he said something with the Animagus, so that was yeah, like Snape way brought too up obvious. werewolves and Animagus yeah. at the same time yeah. in class. In yeah. Lupin's class, yeah. not his, too. Yep. And what, oh, yeah, he was filling in for Lupin. Yeah. And that was the only time Animagus was brought up, really. Like, yeah. Ron says, he's an Animagus, but like, we don't hear anything more about them. It's yeah. just kind of like we're supposed to understand what Doesn't that Hermione is. Doesn't Hermione define it later? Oh, on? does she? I thought she did in some That's totally part. possible. She was like, Animagus is. Oh, yeah, because she answers Snape. Oh, in class, yes, you're right. And then Snape gets mad. Yep. And you you guys mentioned in the class, too, the same thing. That was really funny for me where he goes, loss of limb will not excuse you. And then you go, and you're like, why does Malfoy have an excuse then? He doesn't have a loss of limb. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good point in the books or in the movies. I feel like they did that on purpose, though. Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of funny. Because they're like favorites, so. Mm -hmm. Like that the moon came over the mountain. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah. I'm that very was a happy good about touch that. that made more sense. Yeah. Can't be getting hopped up on moon juice through yeah. the 
clouds like some <laughs> that dynamic just felt weird i'm like how does this happen but the mountain that makes sense something my mom always reminded me uv race still get through clouds nice <laughs> you can still exactly. get sunburn on a cloudy exactly. day <laughs> me. i did true. one time <laughs> really oh bad yeah. hmm. um that was a good touch for sure there was another one um that was an interesting touch i don't know how i feel about this one where when snape pops out of the little entrance by the tree Lupin comes as a werewolf form and Snape is about to punish the students and he looks over and then he puts them all behind him. I was going to say, he protected them. He protected them. That was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden he's got this new duty. that's how I think duty. of him in a way. Really? Even, really? Not protected. Not, like I know that deep down he has that. So I think it was cool to see this in the movie. Yeah. Like he is, pl- like it looks like he's playing both sides, but deep down I think he is good. He just doesn't know how to show it. And so hmm. this kind of helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've definitely hmm. been saying that about yeah me. have huh. you not listened to my podcast before <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to you Jen <laughs> I mean it it just feels weird because in my head he was still really mad at all mm. of them but he shouldn't have been able to do that because he was supposed to be passed out and True. like yeah. hurting yes. and the whole time but it was an interesting change because he might have done that in the books too if he was in that position right like, like the werewolf changes something then yeah. he's like okay right. i was mad at you but we'll talk about that yeah. later well, first let's death. deal with this yeah. thing because no matter how much we might hate snape he does have he does value education and students because he's teaching at the school he must so like if there's some kind of threat on a student i feel like a real threat on a student he might try to protect and save a student well, yeah he instance. did it before with quarrel when he was that's right recant yeah yeah, yeah he was oh, trying yeah, to yeah. uh great point jen wait what happened with the quarrel i don't remember um the first book when and he was yeah. trying to throw him off the broomstick oh yes and, and he was being protective then too yeah. yes mm-hmm. and say becomes a referee the next game hmm. mm-hmm. that's a great point. i just think i just don't understand his motivation yet like is he trying to be the hero is that why he's being protective is it like he's got bigger things in his mind I just think he was like a nobody before and he wants maybe yeah people to just like kid notice him set. like I I am doing good things I'm helping like why don't you see hmm. me doing that I think I liked um, that in the movie or in the book he was knocked out for so long because it felt like I could then rule out that he's going to join the dark lord mm. um mm. but in the movie he was like alert yeah and I'm like oh shoot now like he yeah. might be and then again with the movie another change there because again i'm thinking about midnight who's gonna join <laughs> so the dark like, lord now another person gets out at the yeah but then we Snape. see we see lupin and then i'm like what oh man in the book he's just off running in the woods and yeah. he, who knows where he is he went to join the dark lord yeah. for all we know but then in the movie we see him he's back at hogwarts he's packing up the whole thing little change i don't think it's going to change how i view everything i'm starting to view it more straight peter Pettigrew's the evil guy Mm. that's it i feel like that's how until i get hints otherwise professor Mm. chelani kind of the way she worded it Mm. her um prediction when she was like out of it yeah it sounded i I don't remember the wording at all but it sounded like it was gearing up to be like peter Pettigrew is the one that you have to look out for Mm. yep and then in the book it gives you like options kind of leaves it open yeah i think so so then i'm like hmm is this gonna change the way i read now yeah that well this is why it's obviously better to read the books because um, you're not going to be swayed for what the movie directors were trying to get you to like in the movies. It seems pretty clear that Peter Pettigrew is the one that's evil and that in the books, it's not maybe quite as clear. So you're still trying to figure this out a little bit. So 
That's why it's better to read the books first. Like we're doing. Um, I liked that the time turner kept them in the same place. Yeah. They didn't get transported right, yeah. downstairs by the closet. Yeah. Little touch, but That's I thought it was good. good. Do you guys, uh, um, oh, never mind. We're going back to the, the, um, scene like in front of the weep, uh, Weep, no, whomping willow. Why would I want to say weeping willow? Because weeping willow. Because that's a real scary. thing. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> they, they should have another tree on on a uh, Hogwarts campus, an actual weeping willow, but the magical weeping willow <laughs> cries, <laughs> cries all the time. <laughs> it's like a mother. It's like the mother willow in. Uh, and that is Pocahontas. great. Yeah, they have willows like, for all the emotions. It cries with you. Aww. Wow, that's great. You can tell them breakup stories. You can tell them <laughs> Hermione's over there. I didn't pass this test. And it just gives you a nice little hug. It doesn't Aww. beat you. Yeah, <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> little yin and yang. Mm. Mm. Um, well, Sirius Black turns into his dog form. Yeah. And fights yeah uh lupin which I which felt like, weird yeah that felt so weird it that felt like a totally different like movie slash book like i'm like am i watching a werewolf vampire like <laughs> i really felt like i was watching like a yeah. vampire movie type thing where like the mm. werewolf comes out and the i don't know it just felt so different hmm. that was an interesting scene oh, for me too i don't right. i don't know how i like this line or not but when Lupin's about to transform. Sirius literally goes up to him and just yeah. what you're saying, he like knows the procedure. So he like taps at his heart and he goes, remember who you are. This heart, this heart is who you truly are. This mm. heart is where you live. And I'm, mm. I don't know if I love that or not. I like it for the point of he kind of knows what to do. Maybe this is the procedure, but I don't know if they, I don't think you're going to change well then that's Lupin what I thought because mm. I was like, wait, can he yeah, then right? change yeah, can, Does he have a choice? Matter, yeah. I don't think he does. Maybe it lessens the severity a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I don't know. But then I hmm. thought it was weird. Then Hermione's like Professor Lupin. So then I was like, Oh, did she yeah. write something in her paper that she's gonna say to him right? that's make him calm, and oh, he's like yeah. not gonna attack them? Imagine if that happened. Complete hmm. change from the, mm-hmm. from the movie to the book. And that's that what I was wild. waiting for. I was like, Oh, this is a cool twist. And then yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Hermione's just stupid in the instance. But Professor she's not. Lupin. Professor, that's why I don't like it in the movies because she's not stupid. She wouldn't do that. No. That was like a typical horror movie. Yeah, seriously. It's like, we're just going to stand here and watch the werewolf. She's just the, yeah. <laughs> she's the dumb that's girl in the horror movies that happens. goes up to the werewolf and then dies. And then right. she calls it. Yeah. Just like that. Exactly. Yeah, what that kind of drove me crazy it? too. I do like the look of the. Forbidden Forest and all this kind of stuff, though. I like mm. when they're going back in time in the whole instance when they're in the Forbidden Forest and they're like, even they're they're having the small little conversation there. They're seeing everyone go in. Like you didn't like how uh, Crookshanks didn't tap on the oh willow. yeah, Cookie was my mm. dude. Yeah, I which I thought that. was a cool scene too. Some of our subreddit users said that too. That was an annoying scene. I just I liked. I don't like I don't like that he was taken out because he was the one that was feeding yeah. black information and there was that whole thing. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. then. I just I liked that scene where he was the one to like turn the yeah. tree off. Like he was so actually was like, oh. a really important part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was trying to smuggle mm. like Pettigrew out of the castle for right. Black. That would have been great. Yeah. He, he was too small too. He should have been a bigger cat. I know. Mm. <laughs> it's we funny that you said that. I'm like, why bigger? I always pictured him that size. You did? <laughs> you did? Like he's a cat. I no. thought we no, I but mean, I thought we had said something. I yeah. literally pictured her in the book like this. Yeah, same. Like, like a dog sized yeah. cat. All right, that's nice. I, I felt like that's how that gigantic. Was uh, what's that <laughs> like? Main coon. What's the yeah. like the big? <laughs> hmm. 
It probably was, actually. You're right. <laughs> awesome. Nailing it. <laughs> um, what else did you guys like or not like in it? The Patronus part, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't? Why not? No. No, I just, they did it backwards. Like, he wasn't supposed to see the stag the in first the beginning. Time. Yeah. He was supposed to just see, like, oh, a big, right. um, the bright light. And then they're, all the dementors are gone. And then he wakes up and he's, like, yeah. in the hospital. And then the second time, he's supposed to see the stag that's his dad well i think it's his dad as his patronus like going across to save um sirius and harry from the dementors um and then they don't even talk about it after they don't talk about oh you're a dementor i mean you're dementor your patronus <laughs> was yeah. a stag that's what your dad uh yeah. was when he would turn yeah. his name was prongs that's why he got his like yep. they didn't go into any of that mm. yeah. i don't like that like they could have done the marauders right yeah. there in that moment and they just did you're right real oh, yeah. quick so in a quick line throw it in there yeah dumbledore could have explained it or lupin yeah mm-hmm. again uh, they gave lupin dumbledore's lines yeah to fill in which he i, liked, which I liked yeah i liked it and i liked um buckbeak defeating the werewolf a little or scaring yeah, him off. I was like, oh, yeah, nice. Bringing Buckbeak back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I loved that whole creature. It looked so... It was cool. Awesome. Some of yeah. those flying things were great. Yeah. 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 Very f- gliding. I can... I can. Uh, what's the uh, Titanic line? Oh, King oh, of the world. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. You had that mentioned this in really the beginning, good. Danny, but I did not like that Hermione didn't find Scabbers. Yeah, yeah, that bugged me. Because you like, were mentioning oh, for for the books, how that's such an important moment in their friendship. Like it's the peace offering for them. Right. Like great that Hermione finds it rather than just Hagrid yeah. pulls it out of. It was something. like she was like, "See, yeah. my cat didn't kill it." Yeah. <laughs> but mm, agreed that over. But they didn't even have Crookshanks' well, character, right. so they couldn't you know. do that. But yeah. What else? Anything else that you guys saw? I also, nope. we were talking about if Lupin, no, yeah, if Lupin as a werewolf scratched Sirius Black like <laughs> he did when In he was fight. a human, we were having a discussion, was it because he was an animal form that he got attacked, so then when he turned back to his human form, he wouldn't be turned into a werewolf? But I always thought from all my knowledge about werewolves <laughs> <laughs> that if you got scratched or bit, you turned into a werewolf, yeah. but I could be wrong. And in that, there's a d- very definitive line, thing where he like literally raises his paw and like pretty much scratches him, like throws him yeah, against the thing, and like just... he's definitely got scratched in that but fight then maybe somewhere. That, that had to happen when they were in school. Yeah. Right. Maybe. So yeah. Maybe that. But that's a, that was I such feel like an that's a stretch. Point. Yeah. I feel like my impression of the Ministry of Magic, they're not the kindest. It almost feels like. They would exterminate all werewolves. Yeah, mm. like it's surprising that they would allow such a risky Ooh, thing. I didn't even think. I of granted, that. it's once a month. So they might have their methods of containing werewolves. They might have ways of fighting them. We don't know like the full spectrum here. But from the one perspective we have, it feels a little scary. This is like a zombie outbreak. You know, they infect mm. one. You could attack twelve people in one night. You could yeah. attack fifty people in one night, and then next month. Whole world will be taken over. Fifty new werewolves <laughs> out there. Like it Twilight. feels kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels kind of yeah, but then they also have dementors and they're yes. fine to run All right, around. That's, that's fair. So they've got a high tolerance for insanity. I think in this place. if they're gonna allow dementors, you better allow werewolves to exist. Mm. Yeah, and, which is a great point too, because yeah. I think there's a tear in the ministry maybe right now where 
Dumbledore, I think, is okay with these creatures existing. Maybe maybe not Dementors. He hates Dementors, but he's okay with werewolves existing, which is interesting because hmm. werewolves do seem like sometimes innocent people who go bad once a month. Um, and most of the time it's an accident. It's yeah, exactly. Like for sure. Yeah. So Dumbledore has compassion on that, but Dumbledore has a sway in the ministry too. So maybe he's saying we can't exterminate some of these creatures because mm. they, have, they have value. They have purpose. Mm. Whereas I feel like Fudge is just an idiot. Anything that's mm. dangerous, he's like, let's get rid of it. But he's stupid because yep. he, he doesn't, He's like, yeah, put Dementors in school. Maybe we should put dragons in yeah. front of the thing. I'm like, mm. this guy's an idiot. <laughs> yep. He's so inconsistent with everything, which just drives me crazy. Hmm. But they also didn't, now that you brought that up, it's like they didn't even talk about how Sirius Black knew that Scabbers yes. was. There's none uh, of that in Peter there. Pettigrew because yeah. they don't talk oh, about Fudge so true. bringing the newspaper or anything. So like all of a sudden he just appeared. I it just, and he didn't have the, he didn't have the map either. Yeah. Visually too, that would have been such a fantastic scene where like, I would have loved a scene in the Shrieking Shack where Harry is, or Lupin even, asks, how did you know? Where did you come up with this? And all of a sudden, he pulls his little newspaper yeah, clipping out of his great. pocket, unfolds it. He's yes. like been looking at it this entire time. It's that like got creases really in it good. like crazy. Yes. And he just holds it up. Awesome. That would have been such a cool visual yeah. element. And it would have told, I was thinking like Alphonse flashbacks, but that's so simple. It would have told everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <gasps> I know You're like right. even something some simple things like that just would have made it fantastic but they just didn't include that in there and that's why this there's a this movie is interesting and the rest of the movies going forward will be interesting too because there's just there's small and big parts that they leave out and sometimes the small parts have more significant ramifications later on and we can nitpick this movie every single frame and see what they added and what they didn't add but I feel like we got a lot of the major mm -hmm. ones did we miss any that you guys saw. I mean, I will keep harping on Dumbledore. The scene where <laughs> he, uh, where Harry and Hermione finally did it, and they run back up to the hospital wing. That drives me crazy. Even Wait, I, <laughs> <laughs> where they what? did the time. Where they did it. Thing. They, <laughs> I was trying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> When they they ran back when Harry and Hermione did, did it. it. <laughs> when, okay, let me correct it. <laughs> I was gonna try oh to skip over it. When Harry and Hermione <laughs> did the whole uh, time turner thing, and they're like, "Go back in time, they fix that whole thing." Can't use it and then in that sentence. <laughs> they're yeah, they're both up at the hospital wing, and he just goes, "What did what?" I'm like, dude, come on, you are killing yeah, me with that. Just so cold, so expressionless. It just drives me crazy a little bit. Mm. So that's something I just can't. It's not all knowing there. I know exactly. Mm. I know. But he, did, if it was supposed if, to be yeah. sarcastic, he had no face expression yeah, to right. show yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just pick what the book said. How about I know. that? Thank right. you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Mm. And then even there's the dynamic that I really liked in in the hospital <clears throat> ward before they're about to even do everything, where he tells people to go out. I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see Dumbledore be like stern in this instance and be like, Severus, I need you to leave. I need to have a conversation with Harry in this moment. Oh, yeah. Right. Like yep. I love that part in the books where he's like kicking people out and he's like, this is a conversation that I need to have with Harry. And again, maybe they got him in last minute so they couldn't do some of these scenes, but <sighs> what was your favorite and least favorite part of this movie? Uh... I'll go first. Like maybe it'll, it'll, my least favorite is the, the lacking of the Marauders. I think that's an unforgivable mm. sin. Mm. Um, my favorite is the private lesson that Harry had with Lupin and the lines they changed to where he is thinking of his family. Something that he, it's not even a memory. It's just like a, a fake memory in his mind. Something that he plays up. And I think that's so beautiful. 
so such a powerful scene i love that that's great i kind of don't like what well, i already said the patronus part i didn't really like mm -hmm. and i didn't really like the scene where series black and lupin are in the shrieking shack where they're trying to figure out um the peter peter pettigrew whole situation i feel like it was i just didn't like it the visuals were great yeah but mm. um i just didn't like the storyline like it felt like it was too rushed um i really love the hippogriff stuff yeah. i don't know why i just think <laughs> well i love horses and stuff so i'm like that's so magical <laughs> it would be so fun to ride one of those things it's scary but yeah yeah and there's other great ones too but and they also changed it as a side small thing harry didn't like the hippogriff ride but in the movies he loved it hmm. yeah he's going he did that yeah. Titanic yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they had to throw that in there. And Professor Trelawney. Yeah. That was a good one, too. Oh, so good. She's Sorry. fantastic. Oh, I gave more than yeah. <laughs> I did a few. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's great. Yeah, I think the thing I didn't like, you like you said with the Marauders, Animagus, I think for me, like the fact that James Potter barely existed, it mm -hmm. felt too too quick, a little too rushed. Um, yeah. Favorite stuff, the visuals cinematography the castle it felt more legit mm -hmm. um it's just every movie feels more like a real place yeah so i thought that was really cool um alfonso crown did a great job of just expanding the idea of the castle this is really what becomes yeah. a permanent castle from this point on so like this is it which is I, he yeah. did a great job with that um i think the time travel stuff i liked i mm. didn't think i was gonna like it i thought it was gonna come off cheesy um but i actually thought it, it worked yeah i have to agree with you on that yeah I liked it. Even though it was a little, you know, different. But yeah. yeah. That's actually thinking back when I just watched the movies, that's what I remember. And like mm. I knew nothing about the Marauders. Yeah. It's funny that you're bringing it up because yep. I'm like, oh, it never even occurred to me right. that like that was a thing that was supposed to be part of the story. So and I think I, I love said, when a movie feels like it's over, just like we said with the book. Like if I was watching the movie, I'd be like, it's wrapping up. We're almost done. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah time travel wait what the now we're going yeah. back we're doing all this new stuff yeah. whole new dynamic so i thought that was a fun touch yeah in the book and the story as a whole but the movie did it well yeah i also loved the scenery when harry was riding the hippogriff i thought that was beautiful yeah mm -hmm. oh my gosh just the whole like we were trying to figure out if that was loch ness or not <laughs> <laughs> it's giving those vibes it's yeah. the right size <laughs> maybe all right and then final question, who was the best character in this movie? Both, we'll do two, a two part. Best actor and best like character. I mean, I loved Emma Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. As I think that's mine too. She was fantastic. Yeah. She is so freaking good. Oh my gosh. So good. There was great acting on a lot of the professor's part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they all did a great job. Trelawney was great. Lupin was great. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lupin. Yeah, I don't like the stuff with the shrieking shack, but I'm not gonna blame his acting ability. Yeah, um, I think that yeah. was just decisions made by directors and other people. Um, but as a character, all the teaching moments, he was what I wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. Like in the books, really kind and gentle and like fun, a good teacher. Um, and he was that. Like he nailed it. So I was like getting psyched for him. He's probably my favorite character in the movie. I yeah, he, he could be character and actor for me. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why I can't even yeah. separate the two right now. And yeah. That's a sign of a good actor. I was going to say him for character. But I feel like, like we said before, most of the character development, I feel like, was focused on him. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to yep. think of other <laughs> characters. His yeah. was great. But. 
I feel like McGonagall was not even in this movie. Yeah, yeah. barely. She was in the background. I saw her like one time, yeah. but right. did she even have lines? I miss I McGonagall. <laughs> I liked Lupin's character a lot, mm. but I also liked Sirius Black. Mm. Mm. Even though we didn't get too much, and I didn't like the phrasing or like the change up of the the lines from the book to the movie, but I thought like hit the look of him, the caringness, um, the love for Harry kind of mm. was portrayed well through the actor. Yeah, um, and you still got like the little creepy vibe of like, can we trust him? I thought I don't know the combo. I thought was kind of good. Because mm-hmm. um, in the illustrated version that I showed you, he just looks like a menacing oh, guy. Like you yeah. can't really trust him. In the, oh my goodness! In the movie, you're like, oh, Gary Oldman. I can <laughs> yeah, trust yeah. him. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Um, rank this movie. Is it better than the other two? I liked it. I think I liked it though because I'd never seen it. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the quality was better. Yeah. But the, it felt like it was too different from the books. Like yeah. it was hard for me to stay focused on this. I think I still like the first one best. Real okay. magical. This one, second one. Yeah. One, three, two, probably, which might. Yeah. yeah. You see what yeah. I mean with this too, where it, the books just, this is where the yep, books and the movies just get a lot different. Mm-hmm. This movie was a lot different from the book rather than the first two, which were a little bit more similar. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like this is the time that I will be skeptical of the movie. Yeah. And then from here on out, just I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've got all my skepticism out and now I'm just a fan, you know? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Burden relieved. <laughs> I'm trying to think of my movie before, you know, what I liked best before the books, yeah. before the deep dive. I'll say 312. Yeah. Nice. I think that's the same yeah. for me, 312. Yeah, I'll go Mine with that. Mine would be three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I guess better. the first one, just like, it doesn't compare with like the quality. Mm. Wow, interesting. Hmm. Even There's though it's, so charming it's closest it, though. to the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like simple. It's great. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. Yeah, it's fair. I, this I one know. had so many more <laughs> complex, like even camera work. This one had so much more complex camera work. The other ones are pretty much steady shots. They have a few... Random shots here and there that are creative, but this one is like very much different for the cinematography. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, also, it's like there was only like a couple of scenes that they just kept reshooting at the first one, right? Is what you're saying. And this one, it's like the landscape Mm -hmm. of the whole Hogwarts. And they were throwing scenes with Lupin and Harry by the lake for no reason. Hagrid skipping rocks and stuff. Like that was all just bonus. No reason they did that. Just to kind of enhance it, make it feel more like a real world. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. Love this movie. Very different from the book, but we love it. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Wait, was there a thing at the end um, in honor of the actor for Dumbledore? I feel like there no, should have been. There should have been. Oh, there should have been. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There probably yeah, like was. Credits. I wasn't paying attention well, at that Well, let's point. do it for this podcast. In honor of, what's his name? I don't know. Oh, oh my. Sorry. He was, in, he was in Gladiator. <laughs> oh, that too. Yes. He was great. Too. Yeah, yeah kind of a great guy. Yeah. Wish we knew his name. <laughs> we honor you in this podcast. <laughs> but thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. We will see you next time reading Goblet of Fire. Yes, we can start reading. Oh, we can start reading. <laughs> yes. It's so exciting. <laughs>
she said she was shocked that I exist, that you don't know how it ends at all. She's oh, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever met, like, anyone that doesn't this. know the story. Want, people want to find the rare dinosaurs that exist. Yeah. That are <laughs> my, my, never read Harry Potter. My other co-worker, too. They're fantastic. <laughs> you just heard no, us to dinosaurs. They're reading. Dinosaurs. People who, no, 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 people who have not read Harry Potter <laughs> are, like, dinosaurs. It's hard, they're hard to find. Like, my find a dinosaur today. My <laughs> best girl 